through to the finals of the Cricket World Cup 2023. This has been the crux of this podcast. The reason why we started this podcast was the hope that India would get the World Cup. And uh, we are only one game away from that. So, yes. woohoo, Team India. And welcome to the Common Fan Podcast. Uh, we're here to discuss a cracker of a game that was the semi-final between India and New Zealand yesterday. There were moments in the game where uh, it it looked like the ghost of 2019, the ghost of 2003. They might all come back and bite us in the behinds. But that was not to be and Team India prevailed. The final scoreline does not read or you know uh, give any hint of uh, it being a close clash uh, between the two teams. But those who watch the game absolutely know that this was closer than the scorecard uh, would care to admit. Hello and welcome to the Common Fan Podcast and Show. I have with me the usual suspects, Prasanna Kovalam, Vitvik Shekhar and Manan Puri. We'll get PK's thoughts first because his team's got a big game today. Uh, so let's let's go to uh, the fake Australian Prasanna Kovalam and get his thoughts on the semi-final. Thank you very much, Vijay. Good morning, everyone in India. And I want to recognize traditional owners of land and pay my gratitude for allowing many of us India fans to watch the game last night. And what a game it was. To quote the former coach of India, in the end, cricket was the winner. And, uh, well, India was also the winner, and by a big margin too. Um, I won't say anything about Virat's 50th or Shreya's fourth. Uh, Shreya's fourth. I will leave Rhythmic, Manan, and yourself to uh, you know elaborate more on that. But Shami, what a player. What a fantastic player. 23 wickets. The third five, but in five games, just five games. Remember, he wasn't playing from the start. And his seam position, like, just fantastic, right? Just absolutely fantastic. Gun barrel straight. And what does that do? That means that the ball doesn't, just doesn't talk. It sings like a Rafi Lata duet. That's what it does. And, and you know, that's, that's what won us the game. You know, India were made to work for it. This is the one game where India was actually made to work for the win. Right. And and you, me, we were all talking about it on the WhatsApp groups last night. We were getting scared, especially when it was 200 to go in 20. We were we were shitting ourselves, shitting ourselves. But, um, you know, Mitchell and Williamson nearly brought them home. New Zealand are nice guys on and off the field, but they will always bring their A game to a contest. You never just brush them aside because they're nice guys and they'll applaud you. They will. Um, have you by the throat and they will take it if they need to so that's what my thoughts are we'll get to the australia south africa one later but ritwick good day and what a night oh yes terrific game indeed and if there were any doubts about who india's mvp this world cup has been then shami removed remove those doubts yesterday and while we, we we were all rightfully cheering for virat kohli's big moment the 50th odi 100 shami broke a few records as well so uh to, to start with this was the best ever bowling performance in a World Cup knockout, beating Gary Gilmer's 6 for 14 that he took in 1975. And Gary Gilmer was a freak himself. He had a 6 for and a 5 for, uh, 6 for in the semi-final and 5 for in the final. And after which he hardly played any cricket. Uh, Shami has also been the fastest to get to 50 World Cup wickets. And I think he has got a few more up his sleeve in the, uh, in, in the final. And batting-wise, I think it was a performance as complete as it could be. Rohit's belligerence, as usual. Nasir Hussain spoke about it yesterday. He said that uh, while Kohli and Daya got the runs, the change in attitude this World Cup has been brought by Rohit and he should get credit for that. And somebody posted a very interesting stat that while uh, Rohit had five, OD- uh, five hundreds in the last World Cup, 
he has had six forties and eighties in this World Cup, and probably that's that's a better badge that he would like to wear on his chest. And uh, at at the risk of freaking some controversy, I think Virat still had his eyes on the hundred yesterday, and uh, he took his own sweet time to get from eighty to hundred around twenty twenty five odd balls when India were 250 for one by by 35th over. And yesterday when uh, Williamson and Michel were going all guns blazing, I was thinking that if that small period where Kohli could have got 10, 15 more runs, is that going to cost us in the end? Um, any thoughts on that, Manan? No, I, for a change, I don't think so. Because I knew, you know, I, I, I looked at the stats that, that time around. But Mitchell Sander was bowling then. And he was getting a lot of purchase from the wicket. You look at it, you know, 8 and over is what we eventually got. And this guy, you know, got a 10-50 for no loss in about 10 overs. And last over, he almost got like 2 or 3 wickets. So the way he was bowling. So, I wouldn't, uh, you know, criticize Kohli on this one at least. And especially because of the kind of role he was playing, right? Shreyas was the aggressor. Shubman became the aggressor when uh, he was batting with Kohli. And then, finally, you know... Uh, uh, Kohli was playing that role of sheet anchor and, you know, continuing with the innings. And eventually, he ended up with a strike rate of, I think, 120 or so. So, <clears throat> no issues around that. Um, apart from that, of course, you know, um, we, we've talked in the podcast about, uh, you know, Shreyas not performing in the first six games. And Prithvik, you mentioned about Rohit's leadership. Apart from his batting, I think he backed this 11 or the rest of the 10 players throughout the competition. We said... You know, once once uh, Pandya comes back, Sky should be in, you know, Shreya should be out and whatnot. The guy persisted with him and we have got the results. Last four games, he's amassed 50-plus runs and yesterday he was just brilliant. He did not let, let the momentum slip. And then, you know, of course, uh, KL Rahul, the partnership that they had was just, just so brilliant. Uh, overall, another MS uh, this time around won us the game. Uh, although it was not as uh, close as, you know, we thought it would be. But there was a time, uh, you know, when, to quote our former coach, uh, Dash Dash Mung Mein Aage Se. When... <laughs> <laughs> because Williamson and again, you know, his mental fortitude and whatnot, we, you know, we thought, okay, they might just take us home or take them home, sorry. But uh, eventually, Shami came to the fore. Uh, I think another shout-out to the New Zealand team, the way they play their cricket in general. They come in, do their business, go out, no complaints, no complaint about the pitches, the toss, any music playing and whatnot, you know, or light show and anything else. You would not see, you know, see a single New Zealand player complaining about any loss. They just take it, chin up, go back and perform. And that's how it should be. Absolutely, Manan. Uh, so, I sorry, also... just to interrupt you, because because I, I could resist myself because Manan mentioned stats from Kohli's innings. So, uh, when Kohli moved from 80 to 100, his strike rate was roughly around 100. Uh, the last 13 runs that he scored, he scored at a strike rate of 200. So, there was, there was a clear difference in the way he was batting after he got to the magical three-figure mark. Oh, come on, Ritwik. That's that's the way uh, anybody builds a one-day international innings. And Kohli uh, himself said that his role was to hang in there till uh, the late overs and then, you know, go for glory while others rallied around him. And that is exactly what's been happening in the previous games as well. I mean, have we forgotten how one-days work? 
especially since the run rates have gone up. Come on, I think it's an unfair expectation of Kohli, and I completely agree with Manan about uh, Santner bowling a pretty decent spell around then. So, and for a change, I actually thought Kohli didn't uh, quite lose his, uh, you know, strike rate from the 80s to the 100. He was pretty much going about at about the same rate that he was going from, say, his 50 to his 80. Uh, speaking of uh, balls and mouths, there has been a lot of talk about uh, the pitch not uh, being in New Zealand's favour or, you know, BCCI, uh, you know, BCCI controlling the way the pitch was laid out or getting to choose the pitch that the game was getting played on by mouths that typically you hear a lot of noise from, but not a lot of substance from the Australian media, the English media, Fox Sports and so on. So what are your thoughts on that, guys? Because I, I think that's complete bullshit. I concur with the uh, legendary uh, Little Master, the OG Little Master Gavaskar, who on air went on to call these people morons yesterday, and rightly so. Uh, I think I think it's bullshit because two teams play a game and they play on the same pitch. It shouldn't matter what the conditions are. That is exactly why you travel all the way from your home countries, from the comfort of your uh, bubble lives, to a country like India, where every single city throws up a different kind of soil, a different kind of cultural experience. That is exactly what India is all about. So when you're touring a country like India, you should expect that diversity reflected in the nature of the game that you're playing, in the soil, in the pitch as well. And you're not changing. They're not bringing a drop-in pitch in the innings break and you know giving you a different condition to play on uh, when you're batting, when your team's batting. It's the exact same pitch. So if your game can't adapt to it, then you perish. That's, that's what sports all about. We don't complain when you give us grassy tops on uh, English conditions, right? So, what yeah. are your thoughts on that? Uh... See, uh, okay, honestly, guys, there has been a shift in trend. No home country won the World Cup in the first nine World Cups. But the last three World Cups have been won by the home country. India started that. India broke a jinx and won that in 2011. Australia were a very strong team in 2015. England, I honestly believe, they, they actually made a team for that particular tournament which was happening in their country and they ended up winning it well almost. India may have done something very similar this time. They had four years to prepare for a World Cup which was happening in home conditions and, and it's all fair, right? You get that little bit of advantage when you play in your home conditions. But that said, is India really a home condition exclusively for the Indian team? Half, half the other teams have been playing the IPL for the last n number of years and they are all familiar with the crowds, with the, with the atmosphere, the food, the pitches and all that. So I, I don't think India is really an alien uh, a, a, alien country for any of these touring teams. That said, if if there was something unfair which BCCI did yesterday, then that was to bring Rajnikath into the stadium. That, that, that was a supernatural power that BCCI had. They exercised it. It was a Brahmastra that they unleashed yesterday in the semi-final because they knew that we are meeting our nemesis, New Zealand, Early, uh, early in the knockout stage, and probably that—that's what gave us an unfair advantage. Uh, you know, speaking of uh, Rajnikan being there, I think the biggest star in the crowd was Jay Shah <laughs> because he had, he had Sachin Tendulkar, David Beckham, uh, Rajnikan, of course, and all other lot of superstars sitting with him for 15-20 minutes while the camera panned on him, and then they moved out. Jay Shah was the only constant, <laughs> right? <laughs> Uh, and I think um, the criticism around pitches and all that, yeah, I mean, see, Ritwik, you said a lot of logical things here. I think the people who are criticizing it, they're not looking at logic. They're just looking at Twitter engagement. And thanks to Elon Musk, uh, Caribbean Cricket Podcast, Sikandar Azam, Hassan Raza, whoever it is, they're just minting monetization money. 
and it's very very easy to rile up desi hardcore cricket fans by just saying such things the toss was uh, you know the, the the coin was thrown away so that uh, nobody knows what what was what side it was on so that we could win uh, the pitch changes um, uh, what what else hasan raza you know obvious obviously quotes a lot of bullshit so clearly i think it's just engagement farming uh, and again in general uh, it's it if if we had to change the pitch we'll probably make it slightly more pacey because that has been our strength throughout we will not make it a a flattish slow turner because mitchell satner basically you know, yeah we'll not do that right but but again you know they just need, need engagement and that's what they'll continue to do they'll probably start talking about ahmedabad pitch already because now that india is in the final they'll prepare such pitch and uh, you know speaking of uh, bcci pulling out the guns i think the biggest gun that we have is still uh, not unleashed i will see uh, or we will see the hometown hero uh, mr narendra modi in the final and of course we all know what is he in the playing that. 11 he might just be <laughs> you never know so honestly if, if if india wins the world cup then we we may very well expect mr modi to be there to lift the trophy sorry to hand hand, hand over the trophy <laughs> <laughs> boys 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 you have to still live in the country remember guess <laughs> okay, so the world cup have like the sticker on it i'm sure it should i mean <laughs> like every other round if 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 the match was happening in uh, maybe tamil nadu or chennai few years back then probably the world cup would have a certain person sticker uh, and Man, picture on it we 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 we're playing the final at a stadium that's named after mr modi so yeah that's, that's it <laughs> <laughs> speaking of caribbean cricket i mean uh, that that twitter account they've been uh, engagement farming like manan you rightly said but it's it's a bit ironic considering you know they are the other uh, team that's that's been unbeaten this world cup by virtue of not playing a single game and not qualifying <laughs> Yeah, now look, I mean, I I'm I'm just going to come in um with a bit and I'm I've got my stuff to say about the pitch. But yeah, Carib cricket, respect to India against all odds that made the World Cup final. All they needed was a board that governs world cricket, unlimited finances and resources, a home World Cup and the ability to pick what pitch they played on in the semi-final. That that Jeez, sounds like their gonna... Christmas wish list, right? They are all you know, it it also helps that India gets to play good enough cricket uh to not get to a stage where they needed to win against Scotland and then subsequently lose to Scotland and therefore not play the cricket world cup look <laughs> i think all of us have nothing but the greatest regards for the west indies when sir um vivian isaac richards came onto the commentary box yesterday all of us we were we were down the edamoga pub all of us would just think and none of us were probably born around that time but we were just yeah. you know talking about him as if we'd seen him play but you know this um engagement farming as you say man and it's 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 definitely there and you know it it you know pissing off people sells uh, sells a lot um look i actually have a differing opinion from all of you i mean look not that we're expecting christmas cards or diwali sweets from the bcci and once again happy diwali to everyone but just when you thought they could get out of the way and let cricket do the talking they do this now the pitch played true it played well there was there was no gremlins in the pitch or anything like that but for a world cup semi final when you've got a fresh bit of grass laid right next to it 
you'd rather use that than something that's having played 200 overs. Now, what would it have done? As, as Vijay, you and I talked about, probably nothing. Like, you know, 10, 15 minutes or maybe 10 overs. But even that 10 overs of a Trent Bolt swinging it in or a Tim Southey swinging it in, it would have been great to watch. It, it could have, I wouldn't say it would have changed the changed the, the nature of the score, but it would have been fun to watch. Now, that's just what I'm talking about. Like, you know, it's a semi-final. These small little things, you know, they could be avoided. But what we witnessed was a spectacle of cricket, right? And it was a fantastic game rather than have this. But anyone who's talked about pitch doctoring really needs to speak to a therapist or get onto Medicare to speak to a psychologist. Those who have to find ways to and find excuses, they will do that. If not the pitch this time around, they'll probably say the DJ plays the music every after every delivery and we our concentration goes for a toss. It could be anything. They just have to complain. <laughs> right. Uh, speaking of uh, pitches and DJs and tosses, we've got another interesting game coming up today, the second semi-final at Eden Gardens, which is also one of those pitches where I think the team batting first will have a distinct advantage. So it remains to be seen. Now, there's been a lot of banter from the Australians about how South Africans are chokers. I saw uh, Mr. Pat Cummins on a podcast recently also mention uh, that the South Africans would themselves know the record and so on. But the record indicates that South Africa haven't actually lost a game to Australia since uh, in, since 2011 or something, like in, in a really long time. So it's going to be really interesting because the South Africans, this batch of South Africans, I don't think they've... Uh, they're similar to this batch of Indian cricketers that in that, you know, they were pretty young when uh, their traumas, respective traumas happened in World Cups. So I feel like they're going to be uh, blazing all, they're going to come out all guns blazing uh, in the semi-final against Australia. And actually the records are in their favour so far. They've been the better team throughout this World Cup. And even in the league stage, they've, they've bested Australia. They've, they've not, it wasn't even a close game. They, they basically routed Australia. So... I mean, you've got your Maxwells, you've got your Smiths, you've got your uh, Labushans and your Travis Heads. But also, what South Africa's got is a genuine pace attack and some top batting all the way to the middle order. So I am actually placing my bets on South Africa for this final. What are your thoughts, uh, Manan? Uh, I think it it is uh, Australia's game to lose, to my mind. The pressure will be on South Africans. Uh, and Australia have been in red-hot form in the past few games. Um, Daddy Hundreds uh, by Marsh and of course Maxwell. The bowling is doing well. So and of course the the pressure of a semi final, which always gets to the South Africans. I think it's Australian uh, Australia's game to lose, both from a performance standpoint and from a weather standpoint as well. In case both the game both the days it's washed out, then South Africa go through. So for a change, rain might be you know in their favor. But for now, I think. Uh, Australia will are the favorites for me, and I would now you know want the 2003 badla. That badla we can have. Uh, I don't think 2019 will never you know will ever be healed, but 2003 can. So uh, I want Australia to get in, and then we beat them uh, comprehensively, hopefully, and uh, and and much to you know the dismay of Prasanna, uh, Australia might be in the final. Um, look, now, as you all say, and as our friend Amit told me yesterday at the Edamoga, you know, I'm a bit hard on the Australians, all right? So let, let's do one thing. And let's stare at the stats. And at this time, sorry to steal your thunder, okay? As a team, Australia has scored seven centuries, eight half centuries, 265 boundaries, and 89 sixes. 
India in the same tournament has also scored seven centuries, but it scored 16 half centuries, 21 more boundaries and three more sixes. Most importantly, only four India batters across the nine games have scored a duck. For that number, for, for Australia, that number is nine. So no, I don't think Australia is rampaging and looking ominous as, as some of the media here keep, see, to, seem to say, right? That being said, is the day, if the game does go ahead and it's not washed out, Australia start as favourites. And, you know, if Australia win the toss, I would dare say it'd be an Australia-India final. So, Rindrik, look, one, how was my stats knowledge? And two, what are your thoughts? Uh, well, all that I heard in that barrage of start for centuries, centuries, half centuries and all that. And and that's what happens when you cheer for a country that's obsessed with breaking such a record of centuries. And that's all that you have been focusing on. So, you you see, that's, that's what I've been saying all this while in, ever since the World Cup started, that suddenly we have become obsessed with getting that three-figure mark and that shows on the common fan as well um that 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 said my bet is on, on australia just just going by the way they played in the last two matches daddy hundreds by maxwell and mishmash i i think australians have tasted blood and there is nobody more dangerous than australia in knockouts of a world cup yes very very rightly as vijay said south africa has had the upper hand in the last few years they have won i i read somewhere they have won 15 of the last 18 games that they have played against Australia. And the the only way for South Africa to win is to bat first and to get to a 370-380 odd score. Otherwise, if South Africa has to chase, the contrast in their form has shown us that they are really poor chases. If they have to chase, they will end up losing. Otherwise, we are all getting for a repeat of the 2003 World Cup final. Do you guys remember 1999? Of course, we've got to talk about 1999. <laughs> <laughs> Alan, bloody Donald. On that one, uh, you know, I know, you know, people say it was Alan Donald who was at fault. If you look at the the footage closely, it was Klusner who ran. There was not a run there on that ball. There were three more deliveries or two more deliveries to go. They had to just score a single. Donald just backed him up. Yeah, he sacrificed his wicket because he had no choice, you know, around that. But it was Klusner. It was his call, yes. Donald should have run. Probably he would not have made it because it was that close. So, contrary to popular belief, I think it was Klusner who had a brain fade after just almost seeing them through. So, there's this interview by Klusner, Klusner that I was reading yesterday, uh, which was about that particular game. And an old interview. And in the end, the, uh, the guy asked him, that, uh, do you watch that clip? And have you ever seen that clip? He said, I can't avoid it because it's always there on social media. But I don't need to watch that movie because I've already made that movie. <laughs> <laughs> that That's a scar that, that has mm. been left on uh, that generation of South African cr cricketers forever. Yeah. Right. Uh, so let's let's pick pick our sides. I'm picking South Africa for today's semi-final. How about you guys? Manan. Australia. Australia. Um, South Africa, if they bat first, else Australia. No, right, so, fine. Pick up one side, please. All right, Australia. That's right. So it's three to one. All right. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, we'll we'll convene at the end of this uh, match, and we'll see what what the situation is like. Who India's facing against? On on a separate note, going back to the India New Zealand game, uh, because the media and everybody was so obsessed with the fact that it was the twenty nineteen Gabadla. 
now they'll probably not show the dhoni run out as much as they have been showing in the past four years <laughs> that that's the only silver lining that has come out of it <laughs> one of the many silver linings <laughs> right i mean these are these are typically things these are typically things that you know uh, only hardcore fans of the game get affected by and remember because these are formed these have become our core memories be it that opening uh, zahir khan over in the final in 2003 or that close run out uh, you know in 2019 in that semi final uh, 1996 jumping from eden sachin jumping exactly exactly right so i mean these are the things that hardcore cricket fans uh, remember and this show is absolutely for you the hardcore cricket fan the common fan so we have a very interesting thing coming up for you guys were you the kind that snuck off to the bedroom to watch a match disappointing your parents and your girlfriend or spouse did you even have a girlfriend back then because you were devoted to cricket all the time do you have a girlfriend now was valentine's day a time for you to book tickets for the india versus pakistan game uh during the world cup in 2015 if these are the kind of things that you've done did you did you did you you know did you try to steal your neighbor's cable tv because you were, wanted to desperately watch mandra bedi host the 2003 world cup and in the process when you're trying to cut the wire send a scissor right through your finger and it came out on the other side and you had like a math exam in two days if you've got experiences like these by the way that was me if you've got experiences like these we would like to hear from you email us at thecommonfan91@gmail.com we couldn't get the common fan at gmail.com because somebody already took it so we just put a random 91 at the end of it so Dude, it's not random the 91 no, no, no. is not random that's what dhoni scored in the 2011 world cup final ah! oh my are you even a fan vijay are you even Shit, a fan man. i thought that was netflix <laughs> birthday but yeah <laughs> really <laughs> and no but but why didn't we choose uh, uh, 97 ஒன்னும் and with the title voice of fans if you don't remember voice of fans that's fine just write to us in wiki so you kind of desperate that way all right it's been yet another episode of the common fan show/podcast thank you for joining us and we'll see you at the end of the uh, second semi final bye bye thank you everyone bye